1: Make some noise.
0: How you doing everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg and once again I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Here's why the National Football League is great entertainment with two weeks left in the regular season. 19 of the league's 32 teams are still in the playoff picture. Unfortunately, the Giants are not one of them. But there are some ridiculous people out there suggesting that the Giants might be better off without Odell Beckham Jr. Folks, that is complete idiocy. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. I got to tell you, you know... Two weeks left in the season, and you heard what I just said, 19 of 32 teams involved in the playoff picture. I mean, obviously, some are rock solid in, some are, you know, just on the edge, hoping for a prayer. But the bottom line is, two weeks left, that is what you call excitement for the fans. You have two-thirds of your teams involved in the playoff picture. I mean... Listen, I criticize things that go on with the league. I, I, sometimes the officiating stinks, you, you, you know. But I got to tell you, really, you're talking two thirds of the teams involved in a playoff picture with two weeks left in the season. That is pretty, pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. And, and I'll tell you, my, um, I, I must applaud and, and, be, Listen, folks, you know where I come from with the Giants. So, obviously, I loathe the Philadelphia Eagles. But, boy, oh, boy, do I have to applaud them for what they did this past Sunday, going into L.A. and beating the Rams. You know, to stay one game behind the Cowboys with two games left. I mean, that's quite something. With Nick Foles, we talk about a super sub. I mean, last year he takes him to the uh, uh, Super Bowl. Doesn't take him to it. He wins it. And uh, that was just a great performance, beating the uh, L.A. Rams on their home turf. But having said that, like I said, 19-32, to 32, got to applaud. I, 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 it's great for the National Football League. You know, this is it's an exciting time of the year because all these games, you know, these next couple of weeks, they're all like playoff games as people jockey to get in. Unfortunately, unfortunately for those who are fans of the Big Blue, your New York Giants will not be getting in. They are out of the playoff picture, courtesy of a stinkeroo that they laid at MetLife Stadium this past Sunday. Getting shut out by the Tennessee Titans. Okay, I mean, and, and quite frankly, folks, it is not very complicated at all. And that's why I'm I'm laughing about a lot of things that I've heard and said, you know, before the game and now afterwards, you know, and I'll be getting to them. But when you looked at that game, that game was a simple case. Of just nothing but an old fashioned ass whooping, a butt kicking in every every shape of the word, period. That's what it was. There's nothing complicated about that. I went down on the field at MetLife about eleven o'clock, eleven oh five prior to the game. Which I always do. I'm always down on the field, you know, for their home games. And I just said, this sucks. They are in trouble. I, I just, you know, and I was confident going into the game. You know, during the week, you know, I was around the team. They were riding high, feeling good. But the weather was just brutal. I And when I say brutal, it was awful. Now, don't get me wrong, that's not an excuse. The weather was the same for the Tennessee Titans. Certainly didn't affect... Derrick Henry's ability to run for 170 yards. Okay? So I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying I looked at the weather. It was cold and damp and nasty. And two-star players, Odell Beckham Jr. on offense and Landon Collins on defense, not in the lineup. And quite frankly, I don't know who they missed more against the Titans Odell or Landon. Because let me tell you something Landon Collins is he's exceptional on the run. It's just tremendous. He's not good, he's great. Great. And my goodness gracious, they needed all kinds of they needed to call in the cavalry to help yesterday cuz i mean Derrick Henry did what he wanted and it wasn't it wasn't like he was busting 30 and 25 yard runs i'm i'm talking about a guy who just 7 yards even if it was 5 and then he falls forward for 2 or 3 and it makes it's 7 or 8 i mean he just carved them up just It was just a bad performance. And, you know, like I had said prior to the game, I was on with, you know, Sid Rosenberg on his show on Sunday morning and uh, Sid Sports Sunday. And, you know, I had said the key for them, Giants, on offense, was run, Saquon, run. Okay? Run, Saquon, run. Establish the running game, and if you do that, that sets up or it allows Eli Manning to have some set, some success in the play-action passing game. Nobody was good wearing a Giants uniform. Nobody against the Titans. Not Saquon, not Eli, nobody. Saquon couldn't. They Now listen, you need holes and what to run through, but just, like I said, it was an old-fashioned butt-kicking it was silly it was just it was one of those bad performances and you know uh after the game head coach pat sherman he, as soon as he walked to the podium he basically said there's, there's nothing good about it you can't score you can't expect to win they didn't score but let me go over a few things okay first the minute it happens and I've said this several times. You you got, you guys and gals and people out there have heard it from me. The quarterback is always the lightning rod. I understand that. Whether it was Eli, whether it is Eli, or whether it was his brother, or where, go any city you want. The quarterback is always, always the lightning rod there's no disputing that that's the way it is. They get paid a lot of money, it's the most important position. I understand that. But already it's laughable. It it's laughable. I picked up the newspaper. I I picked up you know I I I'm I'm old school. I still bother reading the newspapers. Okay? I still bother reading the newspapers cuz that's what I like to do. So I'm reading, well, let me go, I'm reading in the Daily News that it, it's funny, um, who is it, Pat Leonard makes the comparison that it, isn't it kind of a well, way, well, let me get it here. I just found it very interesting. Oh, that he says, how fitting that Sam Donald... Would outplay Eli Manning on the same weekend at MetLife Stadium that the Giants were eliminated from the playoffs in a whimper of a shutout loss. What the hell does that have to do with anything? First of all, the result was a loss. It wasn't a win, it was a loss. Jets lost Saturday, Giants lost Sunday. Now, don't get me wrong. I watched Sam Donald. Kid was very very good. Very exciting. Okay? I'm not going to dispute that. What's fair is fair. But is any time Eli has a bad game like the narrative it's so embarrassing. The agenda that some of these people have, it's embarrassing. So every time Eli Manning is going to have a bad game, we're going to bring up the fact that uh, Sam Donald is the quarterback across the way. Okay? I didn't hear anybody, be it Pat Leonard or anybody else, last six, seven weeks or so talking about, certainly not the last five weeks or so, talking about, boy, that sucked, drafting Saquon Barkley. Now, I didn't hear any of that. I didn't hear any of that last, you know, the previous game when he was going for 170. I didn't hear that. I mean, folks, it's bullshit already. Everybody is is entitled to their opinion. Okay? But for crying out loud, let's use some common sense here. I mean, for... Ad nauseum, we were hearing all season, you know, about the backup quarterback. Even at at the press, the post game press conference, this, the you know, after the loss to the Titans, why was uh, Alex Tanney put back in to backup instead of Kyle Loletta? We're talking about the backup quarterback, okay? We kept hearing, I mean, ad nauseum about a the, he's a fourth round pick. Kyle Loletta. nobody said he was the future for the Giants, okay? Fourth-round quarterback, fourth-round pick from a small-school Richmond. I don't know where his future is. You know, maybe it is here. Maybe he is going to be the guy someday. I don't know. I'm not betting on it. But is this what what well? Anytime Eli, for... F- He just won four out of his last five games, stumbles, had a bad game along with everybody else. So now let's bring up isn't it isn't it fitting that Sam Donald would outplay Eli Manning. Did they play against each other or am I missing something? It's just ridiculous. I didn't hear anybody, nobody was crying. I mean, where, where, last month and a half, two months? Oh, Saquon, boy, that was a bad pick. I don't hear anybody saying that. They lose. And you know what? Let's be fair. Was Eli on top of his game yesterday? No. Who was on top of the game for the Giants this past um, loss to the Titans? Tell me who. Nobody. It was a team-wide stinker. On their first drive, they ended up going. The Giants ended up going up three and three and out. Eli unloaded a bomb that bounced off of Sterling Shepard's chest. Would have been a huge gainer. Okay? There was another, and I listen, I love Sterling Shepard. Another key po- point later on, going the other way. Third down play, Eli hits him while Sterling was sliding off his chest. Drops it. Sterling did not have a good game. Just like Eli did not have a good game. But nobody talks about that. I have never seen a guy as disrespected as Eli Manning. And I I really thought we were putting it to rest. But he's just not allowed to have a bad game. Really? I mean, how the hell can you complain about Eli Manning the second half of this season? And, and quite frankly, the first half, has there been major improvement along the offensive line? Yes. Wasn't very good yesterday, though. Wasn't very good against the Titans. It, it, it's become... It's, it's just become... It's beyond silliness. There were complaints, uh, reading complaints about, um, well, Saquon only had, what was it, 14 or 15 touches? Carries. Well, you know, there was like 45 passes. When Shermer was asked about that, Yeah, it was quite simple. And you've heard me, listen, God forbid, unless God forbid Saquon Barkley suffers a a major catastrophic injury, he's got a one-way ticket to the Hall of Fame, okay? He will be in Canton someday. Not based on yesterday's performance. And Sherman, why was there an imbalance in the passing and rushing game? Because they couldn't run the ball. They had 31 yards on 14 carries. What the hell do you want? They couldn't get anything done. They got beat up on both sides of the ball. Offense and defense. They got eaten up on... Offensive line and defensive line. Nothing was accomplished. If you're not getting done in the trenches, you're not winning. I mean, it's not complicated, folks. And I've said it several, several times again, how football is football is a team. It's the most team-oriented sport of all the sports. One thing goes wrong, it's a it's a domino effect. Really. It, it it's not very complicated. But to, to what are we talking about here? You no, know, it's like here we go again with Eli. I mean, you, think, you would think that this guy has been a piece of trash, his career. And, and don't give me any of this bullshit that I'm an Eli apologist. But I'm not going to hammer a guy without looking at the entire picture. Is Eli what he was 10 years ago? No. Fair enough. Fair enough. But with Odell out of the lineup and Saquon's inability to run the ball yesterday, it was a res- recipe for a disaster. And that's what happened. It was a 17 nothing disaster. It's not that the guys laid down and, and quit. It was a flat-out stinker. That's what it was. Okay? That's what it was. But to go ahead and, 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 you know, I don't get it. I'm, I'm sorry. What does Sam Donald playing good on Saturday in a losing effort have to do with Eli Manning losing Sunday? Explain that to me. Because if anybody, if anybody wants to tell me that the Giants made a mistake, I, I don't even like going there. But if 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 the insinuation here is that the Giants made a mistake picking Saquon Barkley, you're nuts. It's not even worth the discussion. That's how idiotic it is. Makes no sense to me, none. And to bring it up any time that there's a loss or Eli has a bad game. I mean it's it's embarrassing. It's just stupid. But here's another thing that I almost drove I almost drove the damn car off the road Friday. And I happened to be flipping the station and I happened to catch um flipped over to WFAN. I happened to catch Bart Scott and uh Maggie Gray and they put it out to their fans. They were talking about Odell saying, going into the Titans game. You know, to the fans, you know, if Odell if Odell wins, uh, excuse me, if the Giants win, maybe it shows, it suggests that, you know, the, the Giants would be better off without Odell Beckham Jr. Hey! Bart and Maggie, how good did that work out without Odell against the Titans? How, how good did that work out? And Bart Scott, you were a player, okay? When it comes to talking about Odell Beckham Jr., it's shocking to me being a former player, okay? Not just a player who had a cup of coffee in this league. A solid, solid career. You don't know jack shit about Odell Beckham Jr. You don't even understand anything about him. If you think you're going to take a guy who's probably a top five, certainly a top five at his position, probably you can argue top five player in the league. The Giants... You would suggest, could they be be better? How the hell could they be better without Odell Beckham Jr.? And then I'm hearing him say, well, Odell, you know, what Odell needs to do, he needs to humble himself because this, now everything has to go through, you know, it's Saquon's team. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. Why don't you pick your ass up and go into the Giants' locker room one day and talk to the people and talk to the players and look them in the eye and say this nonsense to their faces and see what goes on in that locker room? You know, about, because that shit was put out there. I remember Bart Scott earlier insinuating, yeah, Odell, and I said this on Twitter before, I commented on it, that Bart Scott was full of shit. He was talking about, well, you know, Odell could be a bad influence. His teammates love Odell. They don't like him, they love him. And his his work ethic is second to none. But he had insinuated that Odell might be a bad influence, for example, on Sterling Shepard complete fabrication bullshit they happen to be good buddies they joust and take jabs at each other and kibitz all the time i see it on a regular basis they hang together they're in the lunchroom together let let me let's you know what? If you think that's good radio, that's bullshit. Just throwing up something against the wall to see if it sticks. Let's create controversy for the sake of creating controversy. It's nonsense. It's pure nonsense. And if you ask Odell, Odell's going to tell you. You know what kills Odell, Beckham Jr., it kills him to lose. It turns his stomach inside out. But I can tell you this emphatically. When it comes to Odell Beckham Jr., does he like being a star? Without question. He's got Hollywood all over him. He's got Broadway all over him. But I'll tell you what he likes better. He likes winning. And he'll tell you all the time it doesn't matter who's scoring the touchdowns as long as the touchdowns are being scored in a winning effort. And I know for a fact, not no ifs, ands, or buts. I know for a fact that Odell Beckham Jr. is very enthused about how it seems to be all coming together, how the usage of Odell and Saquon it's working out. notwithstanding the stinker against the Titans cuz nothing worked out against that against them. But but I mean come on. It's the same every time we get a loss and you know what as, as God is is God as my judge as I'm driving home yesterday I'm saying to myself Crash, as, as sure as I'm sitting, I'm saying it to myself, this is exactly what's going to happen. This is exactly what's going to happen. Again, folks, anybody's entitled to an opinion, just like I have my own. You don't have to agree with me. I don't have to agree with you. But for crying out loud, at least know what you're talking about. Why the hell would the Giants be better off without Odell Beckham Jr.? That is the dumbest remark, the dumbest insinuation of the season. Just stupid. Makes no sense whatsoever. None. And, and to say that simply shows that... Y- Said persons don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's just just embarrassing. I don't know, really. Then then I'm also reading. Um, it's like uh, now you know. And Pat Leonard brought up a good point. Now there's a question: Is what do you do with Odell Beckham Jr. the rest of the season? Do you sit him since they don't make, you know, uh, they're out of the playoff picture? Well, I don't know. Uh, You know, I don't think if he's able to play, he'll play. If, God forbid, it could risk serious injury, he probably wouldn't play. I know he wants to play. I've spoken to him about that. But there's an issue with the quad and it's not working out. So, with that, I agree. But then in, in the same little article, he, he brings out the point either way, whether GM Dave Gettleman plans to keep Beckham or trade him this offseason, it benefits both parties for Beckham to be healthy. Why would you put out if Gettleman trades him? Where is he trading him to? Who was he trading him to, for crying out loud? You know, it's the same shit that happened in the offseason. Oh, well, gentleman was in discussions, you know, about possibly trading him. No. Here was the discussion. Crash, you want me to go uh, pick you up something at McDonald's? Yeah. Okay, okay. Crash says yeah. We we had, <laughs> We had a big discussion. If somebody calls a head coach... If somebody calls a head coach, uh, a a general manager, a team, and says, uh, Is so and so available? And the said general manager, in this case, uh, be it Dave Gentleman, says, Why, what are you offering? Sorry, folks. That doesn't constitute a discussion. All that is, tell me what you got. That's called. Due diligence. It's incumbent upon any general manager in any sport to listen. It, it's like, Chris, you know this in baseball guys are put on waivers all the time and then pulled back. It's not that they want to trade the guy. It's like, okay, let's just see what's out there. It's not that they made a move in earnest to move somebody. It's just, th- this whole business, it's it's like any time something goes wrong, there's a loss. All this, this nonsensical shit comes up. And that's what it is. Nonsensical shit. It's just stupid. It's it, it just really, really, you know, it, it, it's getting out of control. And as far as I'm concerned, people should be embarrassed to come out with some of this stuff. Would the Giants be better off? They'd be better off without Odell Beckham Jr. And Odell needs to humble himself because it's not about him. It's about Saquon. Really? Why don't you go talk to the players instead of throwing shit up against the wall to see if it sticks? Why don't you go talk to the players? Find out what's going on in that locker room. Because if you're going to come out with stuff like that, then it's incumbent upon you to go in and speak to the horse's mouth. Then, you know, another thing which seemed to be get a life of its own yesterday, you know, after the game, um I should excuse me, I shouldn't say after the game, earlier in the day, Sunday. Um uh, th- there was a report by the NFL network. Sources say the Giants are leaning towards Eli Manning being the quarterback next season. Gee, that's earth shattering. Where you been? Oh, sources say I mean come on that's been very much in the picture okay very much in the picture and if you couldn't see it then you had you had your head buried in the sand it's just silly just really really stupid unless there's a catastrophe the next couple of weeks yeah Number 10 is going to be your starting quarterback next season. You've heard me say it here several times. This is not who sources say. Everybody's got a source. It's getting ridiculous. I mean, really, from should Saquon Barkley, uh, excuse me, Odell Beckham Jr., would the Giants be better off without Odell Beckham Jr. That goes up up there with, like, one of the dumbest things I have ever heard. Then it's fitting that, that you got your Sam Donald had a good game while uh, Eli didn't. Okay, so every time that happens, we're going to bring that up. Okay, I don't. I don't see when um, when Donald stumbles. I never hear them say, "Boy, the Giants made the right move, drafting the right guy, Saquon." It's just stupid, just really, really dumb. But I'll tell you one thing that wasn't dumb, folks. One thing that wasn't dumb was what the Mets did, and it's not official as I'm speaking here, but probably by the time you get this, hopefully it will be official, getting catcher Wilson Ramos. You know, it's pending his physical. Let me tell you something. I was thrilled when I heard that because I did not want, like as, as I said it, I think the last time, or, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was talking to you, JT Real, Mute, Real Muto, listen, love the guy. I did not want to be losing Noah Syndergaard. You brought Edwin Diaz in for a reason. He's arguably the best closer in baseball. Certainly last year he was, this past season. With a stud pitching staff, that's what you need. It tightens it all up. So... You don't touch Syndergaard. I mean, I didn't watch any of the bodies to be touched. And they weren't. And you got yourself a very good catcher. For two years, with an option for the third, that, that is a tremendous deal. So uh, Brody Van Wagenen, Brody Schmody, whatever you want to call him. I mean, so far, so good. But you know what? This always happens with a new GM. Remember when uh, Omar Minaya took over? They gave him the keys to the uh, um, vault, let him go sign people. I mean, that's what happens. But listen, all of a sudden you have Robbie Cano and um, Ramos, Ramos. You have both guys in that lineup all of a sudden that lineup is very very much better than it was last season and they did not have to depart with Nimo they did not have to depart with Conforto and everybody here knows i love Ahmed Rosario you didn't have to depart with any of your young talent you just had to depart with some cash so i thought that was a great deal one deal that i'm not going to kill it I, I, I left my head scratching. I didn't think they needed uh, Juris Familia. I just, uh, I'm looking at Crash here. I just, I like Gazelman and I like Lugo. And they could very easily be very solid setup men. You know, Gazelman and Lugo, especially Gazelman, you know, uh, he was in and out last year because nothing was clearly defined what he was going to be. The way the season started, Familiar was here, then he was gone. You know, it's... It, I think Gazelman's good. I like Lugo also. I mean, if for me, uh, uh, for me, uh, enhances that, so be it. I just didn't think they, they needed him. I mean, I, I got seven and eight inning guys in Lugo and um, Gazelman. And let me tell you, with that pitching staff, you don't have to worry about getting at least six from that group. You know, maybe Mats, but you're not worried about your innings from certainly not Degrom, not Syndergaard, and not Wheeler, not Wheeler. So to me, uh, that was uh, Mets are clearly a better team right now than they were when the season ended. Clearly, a better team. But again, being better on paper, you know what you can do with the paper if uh, they're not better on the field? Yeah, then you can flush it. But having said that, let me just say this, folks. Just how about just just some common sense prevailing once in a while? Again, you, you don't have to agree with me. You can disagree with me all you want. But some of this shit that gets put out there, it's embarrassing. And and I don't know what's happened to my industry, but it it just seems people are more interested in just making a splash for the sake of saying something just for the sake of making a splash than saying something that really is sensible. Just like I, I I say this all the time, people are more concerned today in my business about being first than being right and that's why journalism is not what it used to be, and that that that's across the board print electronic every place, social media every place. Let me be first, screw being right. Anyway, that's a wrap-on today. I want to thank all of you, lovely folks, for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on Twitter at Russ Salzburg. You can let me know on Facebook. You can check out my website. Check out my blogs at russsalzberg.com. My thanks, as always, to the big man Crash Across the Way, a.k.a. Mike Coragliano. My thanks to my very fine uh, OG podcast producer, Tim Einickel. Thanks to uh, Craig Schwab, 77 WABC program director, to Matt Dahl, the 77 WABC assistant program director, but last and but not least, most of all, my thanks to
1: you
0: guys and gals out there because without you guys and gals, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. Forget about it. So until next week, it is I, Ralph Saltberg, saying bye bye, so long, and farewell.